Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. My name is Liz, and I will be your host. I'm so excited to have you here for this specific episode today because I'm doing something a little bit crazy. Probably the craziest thing that I've done aside from running a trail marathon without knowing what a trail marathon was until I ran it. But I am so excited to share about what my experience was like doing David Goggins 4x4x48 challenge. Before I get into that, I just want to share about why I did this challenge. I am fundraising for Boston Children's Hospital in support of my place in the London 2021 marathon. And I would love if you would check out the show notes of this episode to find out ways that you can donate or support. It would be greatly appreciated. But without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hi everyone, I am sitting here on the morning of March 5th, 2021. Tonight I will be commencing the 4x4x48 challenge. If you don't know what this challenge is, do not worry because I literally didn't know about it until about two weeks ago. So it's running four miles every four hours for 48 hours and this challenge was started by a guy named David Goggins and he's a super motivational, inspirational guy. If you haven't looked into him, or heard of him, I would highly suggest checking him out. He also has a book that I've highly considered just listening to on audiobook while I'm doing these runs. But I think for the premise of this episode, I think it would be quite cool for me to kind of just have my audio and headphones set up. It's kind of like my little podcast corner in my room. And as much as I'll probably be incredibly tired and incredibly dead after some of these runs, especially as I'm getting into some of the bulk of the runs, I would, my goals are to kind of just pop on here for a bit just to share experiences and just initial thoughts because I know that I could do an episode and talk about it in, you know, broadly and I just, but I feel like there might be things that I won't remember about each particular run. And so I would love to just use this podcast and just have everything set up specifically for this. I'm also documenting all my runs via TikTok and Strava. And so I'm very keen to finish the challenge and I know that I just need to go about it pretty smartly. I have a friend who was in the army and he currently works for the army as well. He's done the um, challenge where you run one mile for an hour or one mile per hour for 24 hours. And his biggest suggestion to me was kind of as I get into my night runs and especially my 10 at 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. runs to run at a slower pace so that I can kind of run at a slower heart rate. Because if I'm running at my normal heart rate, which is typically pretty fast, and I typically usually go for time if I'm just doing a run on my own. He was basically saying that my body would have a lot harder of a time calming down. So it'd be harder for me to get some rest. I mean, if I'm getting any rest between runs. So I've kind of planned everything out in terms of routes. I've already pre-routed everything on mapmyrun.com as well as I went to Holland and Barrett yesterday 
to look at some gels and powders and things. And so they actually were having a sale. So I got quite a lot of things for just 19 pounds, which is amazing. And yeah, I've got a ton of oatmeal and pasta and bread ready, basically. I'm thinking just maybe PB&J sandwiches in between, if not pasta. So I'm really excited about this. And I mean, I think the first run will probably be the easiest. And so I'm excited to kind of kick that off. But the next time that I pop on here will be after my first run. All right, guys, Liz here. Um, so I did my first run and it was totally fine. I basically just, once I was done with work, I was finishing up work with a patient call and then I just went straight to the bathroom, changed, and then basically got ready and was out the door. I did have an energy gel right before I went, but the only thing that I wasn't really planning for was that I had a really busy day in terms of meetings. So I actually didn't eat lunch until about 4.30 p.m. And so I did have a a bit of a stomach cramp at the very end of my run, but luckily four miles isn't too bad of a distance for me. So I think I was able to manage most of it. And I think I was just on a high for the better half of the first part. I averaged an 836 per mile time, and that's probably not going to be realistic for the rest of my runs. I'm already well aware, aware of that. And so I think what I'm really looking to into for the rest of my runs is kind of just listening to my body to the best of my ability and really focusing more on putting my body into like a cruise control if you will and just being aware of my surroundings I'm it's about 9 17 p.m and so I'm getting ready for my first night run and so I've got a headlamp I've got reflective gear so I'm prepared and ready to go and again I've just got pre-routed um, routes and so I'm really excited and I've got amazing playlists made by yours truly. I'll have them all linked below, but these are playlists that have gotten me through my trail marathons and just runs in general. But yeah, I'm really excited. And in between runs, I had some oatmeal, I had an oat cake, and I'm probably going to have some sort of caffeine. I've been having some coffee to get ready for this 10 p.m. run. But yeah, other than that, I will check in before my 2 a.m. run. All right, everyone, it is 1.26 a.m. and I just woke back up to prepare for my 2 a.m. run. I just took some C4, um, like the pre-workout stuff, and that just goes to show you how much I don't know about this stuff, but I just know that a lot of my gym friends take this stuff and I need to wake the F up. I managed to sleep about an hour, which I think is okay. I wish I could have slept more, but honestly, I think that it's quite hard to get my body to calm down, but I'm hoping just to take this one easy. I'm going to wear a headlamp and just be as safe as possible. My 10 p.m. run was decent, and the reason why I didn't really come on here was because I was quite tired and I just wanted to go straight to bed, and my super sweet flatmate, Kavita, actually ended up surprising me by baking me this super amazing, it was like a banana oh chia flax really healthy um just massive bake and so i've made my way through about a third of that but <laughs> it's all going towards fueling me for the next four miles and i've been seeing more and more people um donating and i think that that's really helpful to kind of see people um engaging and my brain is not working too well and i feel like i'm just saying words at this point so i'm gonna go and get ready for this run 
All right, it is 3.36 a.m. I finished my 2 a.m. run, got home, and I'm typically, what my routine is right now is that I come home and I stretch and just hydrate right away. Those are the two things that I'm kind of doing first. And then I always take a body shower. I thought that my 2 a.m. run would be the run where I finally take a full body shower and like wash my hair and everything, but I'm just not really feeling like I want to sleep with wet hair and I have to get up in two hours anyways. And But otherwise, I was pretty surprised with how well my 2am run went. I think because I live fairly central in London, it's pretty well lit and there were actually a lot of cars out, which was really nice. And there was a pair of cops that was walking around, which also made me feel a little bit safe. But nonetheless, I was wearing reflective gear. I had my hydration backpack. And if anything, I've I probably got some funny stares from people in cars, but other than that, I think I just, it was nice to know that there were other people out and about as well. And yeah, it went a lot better than expected for that run. I was not expecting it to go as well as it did, but I'd say about 75% of the run, I was kind of at like a cruise control pace where I felt really good and like I could talk to someone if I was running with someone. But then towards the end, I started to kind of feel a little bit of the leg soreness coming on. So that's kind of why I'm really prioritizing stretching right when I get home and I'm definitely going to put on some medicine or like sports medicine on my legs before I go to bed because I'm going to get up and do this all again in a few hours. All right, everyone, it is exactly 8 a.m. I feel like I'm losing my voice a bit. So the 6 a.m. run is has by far been the hardest one to wake up for and I think this just had to do with the fact that, I mean, I only really got a collective two and a half hours of sleep. And I think just my 2 a.m. and my 6 a.m. runs just starting out were quite slow just because I think it takes my body a bit of time to realize, okay, we're actually doing this again. And, but by the end, I'm pretty decently okay and I kind of get into some sort of a pace and I really am trying to listen to my body a lot and if my body wants me to slow down I slow down and if I'm okay to speed up I can speed up but for the most part I'm not doing this for speed I think I've said that before but I'm definitely just doing this to finish all 12 runs rather than try and get a certain time or pace or something but yeah I think I'm gonna try and sleep now for the next hour before my next run but I'm finding that I'm not prioritizing sleep as much and I'm definitely I think I went into this wanting to prioritize nutrition a lot more which I know is just probably just as important but I'm definitely feeling the lack of sleep so I will report back when I am done with my fifth run All right, so it's been some time. Um, it is currently 4.30 p.m. on March 6th. So I've actually done my fifth and sixth run already. My fifth run went really well. I did it with my friend Grant. And if he's listening, hi, um, I really appreciate you. And um, it was just really great because it was really nice to kind of have something to look forward to and have someone to run with kind of almost at that halfway mark. And it was just really nice because he kind of helped me kind of gain a bit more control over my pace and I was just able to slow down a bit because typically I'm finding that I do want to speed up more, especially during my night runs. And so this was just really nice. And then he actually ended up coming over and making pancakes, which was amazing.
amazing because I definitely have just been eating nonstop carbs, but I definitely needed to like do some sort of a carbo load at some point because otherwise it was kind of just oatmeal and fruits and like oat cakes and that sort of thing. And um, so yeah, that went really well. And I think just kind of being around someone else as well kind of took my mind off of the fact that I'm doing this every four hours and that I still had quite a bit of running to do. And so my mentality has kind of just been one run at a time and just kind of listening to my body and my priorities, I guess, if that makes sense. It's kind of, I always want to hydrate and stretch after every run and obviously hydrating during each run. I run with my hydration backpack for almost every single run except for the first And then I'd say second is probably nutrition. And so I've been really on top of this and specifically because I know that because of the, you know, I'm doing such a bulk of running and mileage that I think it's really, really important that I am properly feeding my body and fueling it properly so that I can do these runs. Lastly, I'd say that I'm kind of failing in the areas of kind of sleeping as well as showering, if that makes sense. I am taking body showers after every run, but I've only done about two showers where I wash my hair and this is fine but I think I obviously just kind of for the most part am feeling too lazy or too tired to kind of stick to a schedule or regimen where I'm kind of doing you know a body shower every single after every single run and then you know washing my hair every two runs or every three runs and so this has kind of just been something where I'm kind of just seeing how I feel but I'm I think I'm kind of feeling that it's easier to wash my hair during the daytime because since it's daytime I typically don't rest or nap as much. But when it's nighttime, I really just want to get into bed straight away after my shower. So I'm thinking that I'm probably just going to stick to showering and doing hair showers in the daytime. That was a very extensive um, discussion of my shower schedule. My sleep, I am really lacking in. So I collectively got probably a total of three hours last night and that's not even back to back. I'm finding it really hard to get my body to settle down and I think part of it is having to do with the fact that I've kind of committed myself to not only filming segments of my runs for like TikTok and Instagram, but also kind of contributing my thoughts and like really initial and you know, my what I'm kind of feeling and thinking straight after these runs for this podcast episode, which I think these are all priorities of mine just because I really do want to document this experience as much as possible. Um, But I do see how it kind of makes, it kind of strains my ability to rest. And so this is something that I definitely want to work on a bit more. So I thought that I would take a nap actually in this period between my 2 p.m. and 6 p.m. run. But seeing as it's 4.30, it's probably not going to happen. I did have to do a bulk of laundry. So I haven't done laundry until this point. Point. And so I just did a bulk of laundry. I I prepped and cooked some dinner for later and it's savory pasta, pesto pasta, and added some protein in there because I haven't really had any protein. It's been mostly carbohydrates. And so yeah, it's kind of, I think it's, there's definitely something that's a bit tough about prioritizing, but I think one of the biggest things is really just listening to your body and making sure that you stretch as much as you can. Foam rolling has been amazing for me. And if anything, I've just felt a little bit of hamstring 
hamstring strain in my left leg, as well as a little bit of shin splints, but I've just been foam rolling after every single run. And so this has been really helpful in just being able to continue to run. And I think honestly, what I'm finding is not even, I don't think the whole premise of doing these runs and like going and running four miles every four hours, I don't, I'm not finding that that's the hard part. My thing is really like it's getting myself up especially during those late hours or early mornings, that's when I'm finding that I'm struggling most. And so I think that that also just obviously feeds into my lack of rest that I've received, received, um, that I've gotten. And so I think, like I said previously, four miles is not too bad for me. It's a pretty easy mileage and a pretty easy run. And so that's not really where I'm struggling. It's more just being able to get myself out of bed and get myself going. And I'm finding that like my 2am and 6am runs, I definitely go a bit slower, kind of in the nine minute, 10 minute range, kind of 930, 1030 range for the first mile. Cause I'm kind of still waking my body up, but then by the end, I kind of hit that sweet spot of like nine minutes, if not 8.45 per mile. And so I'm finding that that's kind of like my cruise control um, pace that I feel really good at and that I'm able to talk to someone and have a conversation at. And so I'm just keeping these mental notes in mind as I am kind of going forward. And now I'm going to get ready for my next run. Run number seven will be commencing in less than an hour and a half, but so far I am feeling good. All right, once again, it's been a bit of time, but it is currently 1.37 a.m. on March 7th, 2021. So I've now completed runs seven and eight. I will say that eight was definitely a tough one and that was my 10 p.m. one. And I did manage to get like an hour's worth of nap between my 6 p.m. and 10 p.m., but I am definitely starting to notice the wear and tear on my body. And as much as I am stretching and foam rolling in between runs, I am finding that I am struggling, or at least I was struggling for that run. So we'll see how this 2 a.m. one goes. But I am very happy to say that this will be my last 2 a.m. run, at least until if I ever decide to do this challenge again. I I definitely feel a lot better knowing how the 2 a.m. runs will probably go or how this one will go just because I've done it last night. But I, I am very excited to know that tomorrow night I can get a full night of sleep. But yeah, other than that, I am just... I'm sleeping a lot more, which is good. I think the first night I just really had a hard time settling down and settling my body down. But obviously, since it's been quite a bit longer and I've done a lot more running, I think my body is really feeling it. And so I am excited to get back from this run and just kind of knock out for the better part of this early morning. So I will check back in once I am done with this run. All right, so it is 8.53 a.m., still March 7th, and I've only got two runs left, which feels totally unreal. I actually got a bit emotional after my 10th run, so I hit 40 miles, and I genuinely just felt like it was such an unreal feeling, and I think a lot of it just has to do with the fact that I, when I first heard about this challenge, I just really did not think that I was able, I would be able to complete it at all, and I think that if anything, this challenge has just really shown me that if there's something that you are dying to do, if there's something that you've been wanting to do for quite a long time, I say just do it. 
because life is so short and I've seen, you know, like the videos of like people who are older and the regrets that they talk about and the things that they wish that they did. I feel like there's just, you know, we have such a short amount of time and I think it's just, I was just kind of having a very deep moment this morning with myself and on the podcast Instagram stories. And I think it's just, you know, I think a lot of us and myself included tend to keep ourselves in a box. And I did so for such a long time to, in order to please other people. So I wasn't allowing myself to come out of this box because I thought that if I stayed in this box, then people would like me. But I'm finding that the more and more that I am like delving into myself and learning more about myself and what I'm capable of, diving deeper in terms of my mentalities and my mental capacity. It's just, there's never, I, I think I always think that I hit the glass ceiling in terms of like what I'm capable of achieving. So like, for example, my trail marathon last year, that definitely felt like glass ceiling. This is it. Like, wow, I've hit that point. And for a long time when I was in college, my I used to just do a 10K run every weekend. I think I've talked about that before in a podcast, but that was kind of my glass ceiling for a while too. So I think that I just wanted, I think that this challenge has just really shown me that there is no glass ceiling and that you can continually push yourself further and further. Obviously not, you know, don't do it in an unhealthy way, but just, you know, don't, limit yourself and don't think that that thing is so impossible and that there's just no way that you can do it. I think that if you just give it a go and you just go for it and, you know, if you fail, you fail, but at least you tried and you don't have that what if mentality, which I think is something that I hate and something that I from now on just like do not want to ever have in my life because I don't want to live with what ifs. This one was a bit deep, but um, yeah, I am getting ready for my next run, which is at 10 a.m., but I'm going to try and power nap for a bit, but I will check back in after that run. All right, 12.17 p.m. I'm still the 7th of March. I don't know why I'm laughing, but I am just getting ready for my very last 12th run of the David Goggins 4x4x48 challenge. I can't believe I'm saying that, and genuinely, I feel like I was just kind of wishing and praying that I would make it to this point, but it just feels so good. And I mean, I'm just saying this now and I haven't even done the run yet, but I'm sure it'll go fine. And I've already got an easy route planned and I'm just planning on taking it slow and kind of just, again, listening to my body, but it's been a really awesome experience. I think the only thing that I didn't really take into account or think of is just how often I've been running outside and currently London's pretty cold this weekend. And so I've just been, I mean, I eventually started taking a bit more vitamin C tablets and um, just trying to boost up my immunity. But I, th I think you can probably tell by my voice, but I'm definitely feeling a bit run down. But I also haven't slept very much and there's just a lot of other factors that kind of go into it. But yeah, I am so excited to finish. And I genuinely, I think when I compare it to like this morning, 
this morning on my 10th run. It just felt very emotional and it felt very similar to a race finish. And not that I the 10th run was like a finish, but it kind of felt like that buildup that you feel during a race. I don't know if I'm speaking to anyone out here, but I, I definitely got that like during my half marathon as well as my marathon, both races. And it kind of happened like at like a midway point. And so I think this was obviously different because even when I was halfway through my runs, it was still like, well, I still need to, you know, see how the rest of the day goes and kind of just see what my body, how my body reacts and whatnot. And so... I'm very excited because I think it's going to feel very similar to a race finish. Um, Unfortunately, obviously, I won't have my parents at the finish line. And I think I've spoken about that in my marathon episode and just that being a very emotional embrace. And yeah, but I I think my first thing is I'm going to call my grandma. Um, That's always my first thing that I do. It was the first thing that I did when I finished my half marathon. And um, she will probably be very happy to hear that her crazy granddaughter is indeed alive and well. Um, But yeah. Yeah, I am so excited to go and just finish this out and I will check back in, I guess, once I'm done with the challenge. Hi guys, um, it's actually many days later. It's actually the 9th of March, um, but it's just been kind of a whirlwind of emotions and I think I was definitely right about how I was going to feel straight after. I actually completely burst into tears. I shared about this on my Instagram story, but I was listening to Rise Up by Andra Day and it was just, it's a very emotional song for me personally. And I've shared about this before in previous episodes, but I just, I genuinely, like it felt like a marathon type of finish and it was just so incredible. And I came home and called my parents and it was just so crazy. And I think it was just insane to be done and just like to be able to say like, yeah, I I ran four miles every four hours for 48 hours. I think it just continually, like, it just keeps affecting me in a really positive way in the sense of, like, I don't think I've ever felt so motivated in my life. And I think just, like, being able to see myself like complete such a tough challenge and such a such a challenge that I thought was genuinely impossible and just something that I could not do. I think like I was speaking about this, I think after my um 10th run and just kind of when I really was on that high and really feeling like, you know, there really is no glass ceiling and it really at this point it feels like, you know, I'm not going to go out and do some like another crazy challenge anytime soon. I mean, you know, who knows when I might do another challenge. But I just think it just goes to show that like there are just, there are endless possibilities and you won't be able to actually see what you can achieve unless you actually challenge yourself. And I think, like I said before, I used to have this glass ceiling of a 10K run for years years in college. And I don't think that if my boss had never given me that push to do a half marathon and train for something different and switch it up and shock your body, I genuinely don't think that I would be where I am today because that was the first time in such a long time that I had to personally challenge myself. And I think it's very different to like when I was growing up and playing sports a ton and having other people challenge you and having other people compete with you first 
versus as you grow older, you kind of have to become that person for yourself. And I think that I'm just learning more and more that you really do need to be that person for yourself if you want to keep growing. And like just because you turn a certain age doesn't mean that you're done growing. I genuinely think that you can continuously be striving and achieving and hitting new goals and records all the time, no matter what your passion is, whether it is running like me um, or if it's music, if it's art, if like whatever it is, I just think that there are endless possibilities. And I think that like, I have, I just feel so like, it's just an unreal feeling. And I actually did go for a sneaky 5k this morning, which I know a lot of people probably think is crazy given the one day off that I had after that challenge. But genuinely, I think it was a factor of like, you know, I hydrated really well and I was stretched and foam rolled a ton throughout the challenge. And so like genuinely my muscles and legs actually feel pretty good. But like what motivated me to get out the door this morning was, well, A, I kind of woke up at like 4.45 a.m. and I couldn't really go back to bed. So I was just like, ah, why not? And I was kind of keen to watch the sunrise over London anyways, one of my favorite things in the world. And I just, when I got out there on that bridge and was watching the sunrise over, I just, like, it just felt so right. And like, it was like that motivation that got me out the door of like, you know, that high that I feel when I'm running. And like, it's just, I think that it's funny because like throughout the challenge, that was what I found was like the hardest thing for me personally. Like it wasn't actually running the four miles because four miles isn't like a tough thing for me, I guess. I think it was just having to get myself up again over and over to go out the door and to do it over and over again 12 times I think is genuinely what was the hardest part for me but yeah I think at this point I am just like so grateful for this challenge and the experience and the guy who created it David Goggins um and I'm just I I just it's such a good feeling and I'm so excited for what's to come next and I know that you know while I may not know what's coming in the future I just know that like I I've got these new perspectives and outlooks on life that just like I've almost like expanded my opportunities and expanded like my you know ability to strive even further than I have like before and I'm just really excited to see where that takes me so I wanted to just thank everyone that's been following along especially people that were that follow me on my podcast Instagram or even my TikTok I know that that was a lot of reels and TikToks in the span of 48 hours, but I'm glad that people enjoyed them for the most part. I didn't seem to get any complaints, but I just really appreciate all the support. I raised about $400, I think, for Boston Children's, which is great, Um, and it's just going to be really good for me to do this. Um, Not challenges, but just continuously fundraise. So um, again, if you do have the means, I will have a link in the show notes for you to look into donating to Boston Children's. All right, and that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. Quite a special one, and I'm so grateful for people that listened to this one and supported me running and just following along the way. Um, I will have all the links in the show notes, including my playlist. I do remember I mentioned this at the beginning, but if you can, I would really appreciate if you could leave a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts. It really does help the podcast, but other than that, um, just stay tuned for the next episode. Bye.